I'm Steph. And I'm Jeff. Each episode, we review a film that needs screenwriting support. As writers, we'll deep dive into the characters and plot to tell you how to fix this film. Listen at your own risk. This podcast contains spoilers. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Script Slayers. Today, we will be discussing rewriting the film Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. This film was written and directed by Luc Besson. It's based on a French sci-fi comic, Valerian and Loreline, by Pierre Christen. The film stars Dane DeHaan, our protagonist, as Major Valerian, Cara Delevingne as Sergeant Loreline, Ethan Hawke as Jolly the Pimp, Clive Owen, our antagonist, as Commander Aaron Fillet, and Rihanna as Bubble, a glamopod alien. So, Jeff, can you give us a synopsis of Valerian? It is the 28th century. Alpha, a massive space station, floats through the void. It is home to millions of creatures from thousands of planets. It is also home to Major Valerian and his partner in love interest, Sergeant Laureline. On route to a mission, Valerian dreams of a planet, Mool, where the inhabitants dive for pearls containing enormous amounts of energy and use cute little animals to replicate them. Wreckage begins plummeting from the sky, followed by a huge spacecraft that destroys the world. Some of the pearl divers survive in a damaged starship. One of them, a princess, sends a telepathic message to Valerian before being killed. Valerian receives a message years later as a dream. But no time for that, he is on a mission to retrieve a mool converter, the little creatures that can poop out power pearls. Before arriving at a market world, Valerian gets in some sexual harassment trying to pressure Laureline into marrying him. The mission involves a lot of running and shooting. Valerian sees two of the aliens, called Pearls and not Mulians, which would be less confusing, from his dream, trying to buy the converter. Back at Alpha, they find that the station is threatened by a radiation field at the center of the, of the station. There's a lot of stations in this, apparently. Then, during a meeting, the Pearls attack and kidnap Fillet, Valerian's CO. There is more running around. Various parts of the station are visited, Laureline gets captured, and Valerian has recruit a shape-shifting dancer to rescue her, and finally, our heroes get to the radiation zone. They find it is really a shielded refuge for the Pearls. It turns out that Fillet was commander of the fleet that destroyed Mool 30 years ago and covered it up. There's some more shooting. Fillet has a cadre of drones who try to take over the station and kill the Pearls, but ultimately the good guys win. Laureline says she might marry Valerian and all is well. The end. Okay, Steph, what is wrong with this movie? Or would it be easier to say what's right with this movie? Because there's a lot wrong with this movie. There's a lot wrong with this movie. Ugh, I don't know where to begin. Um, I'd rewrite the opening. Dane DeHaan was miscast. Uh, the chemistry wasn't there between Valerian and Laureline, and those are our main, that's the main love interest. Like, the chemistry matters in this movie between them, and it is missing. Uh, I just don't think he, that character was well cast at all. I had a big issue with that, and I can get into that later. Um, there's a whole bunch of sequences in this movie that are filler, that aren't needed, that that really don't matter to the larger plot of this story. I would cut all that out. I mean, there's 
there's just a lot here that needs fixing. Yeah, I'll start with that last one first. I agree. This is a bloated plot with too little story. There are a lot of things. There is an entire section. You, you mentioned uh, Rihanna plays Bubble, and that's the shapeshifter I mentioned in my synopsis. That entire section of the movie, you could easily lift out, and it would have zero impact on the story. It Agreed. Is- it felt like they took what should be like TV episodes of like, like just a, a single TV episode that's like a space adventure from start to finish in 45 minutes. It felt they took a bunch of those and tried to jam them into a movie and then still have an overarching plot. It was a mess. I, I wonder if, you know, this has to do with its um, roots as a comic book. If Bassan just took some of the individual issues that he remembered and jammed some of the stories together... Apparently, this comic had a big influence on him. I was reading that he got his first issue when he was like a 10-year-old, and he always wanted to be Valerian and loved Laureline. And it kind of shows this movie is written on the level of a hyperactive 10-year-old. It's like whatever part of Bassan's brain like that comic and it may be a great comic i have i've i've actually only read like an issue of it i went and dug one up and it's fine it's pretty standard space opera but he really seemed to enjoy it but the problem is is that this really right comes across as fanfic of something you like not as a coherent story yeah i I agreed i mean it's it is the missed opportunity to have a good space opera. Visually, the film's beautiful. I will say that. Like, Rihanna as Bubble, like, it was an enjoyable sequence to watch her changing into all of these different uh, characters as she's performing as a, a prostitute for Jolly. But she wasn't central at all to the story. They basically use her for a sequence that's not needed and then kill her as soon as they're done using her for that sequence that never needed to be in the film to begin with. The the part of the movie that uses her is the perfect definition of a side quest. It's, you know, if you're playing a video game, right, it's especially one of these sandbox games like Grand Theft Auto, it's the mission you go to do something kind of neat and maybe get like a little prize or something that has nothing to do with the core story that you're following. And the problem with that is that that takes up a good like 15, 20 minutes of the runtime when you include the stuff with Laureline and being menaced by some aliens who want to eat her brain, mm-hmm. which apparently is something that's allowed on this space station. There's some weird things about this station, just the world building itself, that's not very well done. I agree with you that visually this film really pops. It It looks like a really cool comic book. All the aliens look neat. The worlds are interesting. The station itself, they do some neat stuff with. There's a really, I like the the really cool scene where like you find out there's basically a a small ocean in one part of the station, Mm -hmm. which is really just visually neat. There's a lot of neat stuff like that. But there is a bunch of things about the station itself that don't make a ton of sense. But cool visuals and jammed in side quests aren't enough to have a good cohesive film. You needed a plot that was coherent and threaded well enough throughout this film to keep me interested. And I kept getting distracted by the side quest away from the main plot of the film. 
which was which needs work as well. So, Jeff, how would you rewrite this mess of a film? Well, first thing I would do is I would jettison Luc Besson's kind of weird attitude towards women. He sees see them as prizes to be won or as sex slaves, I guess. But Laureline's definitely the prize to be won. Yeah, so I would dump all that. And in fact, what this movie needed was the neophyte. It needed the character who is the audience surrogate who doesn't know the world and then is introduced to it. So I would start with Laureline is a new a, a newly assigned officer to Alpha. And she's given Valerian as a partner. So he can show her the ropes, explain the station, and basically do the world, that kind of world building. Because you do get some of that where bits of the station are explained, but the problem is that all the characters live there. It doesn't make much sense that there's these huge sections of the station that they're unaware of. And they seem to be unaware of it. Like, mm-hmm. Laureline doesn't really seem... At one point, she is captured, as I said, by these aliens who want to eat her brain. They don't seem to be really aware that this section exists. It, it was There's stuff like that that's weird. There's another thing where she has to go find a guy with a submarine so she can get a jellyfish that will allow her to track her partner. Right. But she doesn't know about that. Now, if she was a new character who just arrived, that'd make sense. But these are supposed to be two of the best operatives that this station has. How do they not know about a piece of biotech or an alien like that? That would seem to be extremely useful. If this was a new character, that audience surrogate, you could explain those in a much more organic way and then do some better world building. One thing though I do is this movie starts off of Alpha. Well, okay, let me step back for a second. Technically it starts on Alpha in that we see the station being built up in a really neat sequence underneath the opening credits. I mean, it's like the first contact with uh, aliens and then mankind, you know, it's all these peaceful contacts and the station is being built up. And then at one point, uh, Rucker Hauer has a cameo as the president of Earth and they send the station into deep space because it's disrupting Earth's weather or something. So that's a cool way to show the station building up. But after that, it's another 40 minutes before you're back to the station. The rest of the, the, a big chunk of this movie is Valerian and Laureline either dreaming that they're on Mool, or I should say Valerian dreaming he's on Mool, because that goes on for a while. And then this mission where they're on a market world. Oh, the exospace thing, which was super confusing to me. They did not do a good job world building the exospace. I agree, and that's one reason I wanted to drop that. But basically, the idea is that there is this interdimensional market and people can go there and you wear like goggles and so that you can see the market around like you. Like a VR type thing on steroids. And conceptually, it's an interesting idea, but I don't understand how it works because it doesn't make much sense. Like, how are you changing levels and things? It's very confusing how the entire thing works. Also, Alpha is supposed to be basically a trading center. Why would you not have, if you need to have a market sequence, why is it not on Alpha? Right. I mean, that's where the main plot should be taking place on is this mega space station. We take way too long to get to the main plot in this film. So what I would do is that my movie would start with that first act is Laureline showing up. She meets Valerian. You know, you have some banter. You can have some flirty banter. I would not have that weird 
the, the way this opens with Valerian again trying to pressure Laurelian to marry him, marrying him, that is okay if you have established characters and you understand who they are and you've seen them on multiple adventures and stuff like that. It doesn't work as well when you just inter- introduce these characters. I actually don't mind the kind of central mission that they initially go to get this converter that's uh, in a black market shop in this marketplace. Everything goes sideways. There's a firefight. That's all fine as a setup and to get the story rolling. I even don't ma- mind the whole thing with the pearls, as in the aliens, not the little power things. That their homeworld was destroyed and they're refugees on this station. And they're kind of pushing the narrative as they're trying to get the last of these converters. But I keep everything on the station. I didn't like that the commander, Philip, was the bad guy in the sense that he's covering up something that I don't know how you'd cover it up. How would you cover up the annihilation of an entire planet? And species on that planet. And here's where the, one of the inconsistencies in the storytelling and the world building is that everyone seems to know what these converters are. And everybody knows what the pearls are. People are not shocked about this. They know what they are. They may be rare, but they know what they are. But if their homeworld was destroyed decades ago, you think that if this stuff is so important that people would realize it was just annihilated. And people, no one seems aware of that. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a standard thing, like for a villain, a villain that you don't want to have, like a kind of the cackling, you know, mustache twirling villain where it's like, oh, he did something or she did something and they're trying to cover it up. A lot of political thrillers do that, right? Mm -hmm. But that's one reason I didn't like it is that it's so cliched. So I would actually have uh, that Philip is actually working with the Pearls. He feels guilty. Okay. So the battle happens. I have no problem with the battle happening, and that's how these uh, aliens get pushed into being refugees. But he feels really guilty about it. So the bad guys in this are the black marketeers. That are trying to get the pearls for their own well, it's all, greedy uh, means. Yeah, I would actually stick with the converter being the only bit of tech, and that the aliens, the pearls, want to use it to go someplace and basically use its abilities to like rebuild their homeworld. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you need multiple MacGuffins. I mean, that, the whole idea with the pearls and the converter really is just, they're just MacGuffins. They're the, they're the you know, the Maltese Falcon, right? The thing that the right. people are trying to get, they don't really Move the mean. film along. Yeah, they don't really matter. It could be anything. It could be, you know, the king of the pearls, his favorite hat is what they're looking for. Yeah, but they matter because the pearl aliens want to rebuild their homeland and they need it to do so. So I would just say, my thing is, I don't mind having a MacGuffin. It's just uh, not having both of them. Instead of the quest for the Holy Grail, it's the quest for the mule converter and the pearls. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so then my thing is that, in my film, it would probably be a bit shorter, too. This goes on for a while. This film is so long. I don't... I would dump all the stuff with Bubble. I did like the character, but I was really creeped out... Well, first, I, that whole sequence that you said doesn't matter. But I was also kind of creeped out that she's supposed to be basically a sex slave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, first, I really don't like the idea that this station, which is supposed to be this kind of beacon of peace and friendship it's and cooperation. Like the, it's supposed to be like the UN, intergalactic UN. I mean, you can have it a little rough and everything, but they have slavery. They allow the cannibalism yeah like you know one form of alien preying on other intelligent creatures there's a lot of things here i'm like i don't know i don't think you needed that kind of stuff and it's probably never a good look to have one of your few actors of color playing the space slave 
Right. Sorry, but you know, yeah. if you need to have that character, and again, it's a fun character. I, I like the dance sequence and everything, and, and Rihanna has screen presence, some charisma. She does. Rihanna was great on screen. In fact, it was one of the best sequences of the film, just that snippet of her doing the dancing and changing. But I think if you're going to have her, you have her do something that's more important to the plot, but you also give her agency. I kind of thought about this. I don't think you need that character. If you did, I would make her, well, first, she's not a slave, and make her like, you know, like the, like running a burlesque show or something like that and that valerian knows her and that they've worked together before and she's going to help him get through and get to the end okay yeah i also i kept her in but changed her character as well to give her uh, more centrality to the plot by the end of this there's a kind of a final firefight between the black marketeers on one side and valerian and the pearls on the other and we can have a happy ending that the pearls get the converter the commander finally, you know, he's going to take responsibility for any of the chaos that went on, and that Valerian and Laurelina are getting ready for the next adventure. Okay. And, and and you took out the romantic element between Valerian and Laureleen? I would make Valerian more of a, a flirtatious character, so he is flirting with her, but I would not have it the kind of creepy pressure like, marry me, marry me, oh, look, I'm going to wipe out my black book for you kind of nonsense we get at the beginning of this. Yeah. I would have it much more of a, he's just flirty with everybody. Okay. And that, and and you can have some uh, reciprocation from Laureline. Dane DeHaan is an okay actor, but the thing is, he doesn't have any screen presence, so I'd probably recast. Oh, I totally recasted. Like I said, I would... I definitely said there's no chemistry between Valerian and Laureleen, and it needed to be, you needed more of a Harrison Ford type character in this. Like, you need the, Valerian is set up to be this, like, Han Solo-like bad boy player in space, he has girls in every port, that kind of thing. Um, So, I I don't buy that, oh, he's about to change his, like, early in this film we get he's going to change his ways and propose to Laureleen, and you're the one, and I I would stop having girls in every spaceport. Like, no. Instead, I'd have him be really flirty, just like he is with everyone. Show him flirting with some other girls in spaceports, too. And she rejects his advances because he's a player, and she knows about his reputation. But as we get further into the film, and circumstances bring them more together, Together, and then we can have them like hooking up in space on their way to uh, meet up with the pearl aliens and rescue the kidnapped commander. Like you can, you can, we can get them there to that point, but it needs to be more earned. So, would you keep uh, Laureline as someone who's been working with Valerian for a while? So you wouldn't like my thing was making her that new character. The yeah, I didn't make her a new character. Okay. They had an established relationship, and so she knows who he is like she knows that he's this bad boy space player and that's why she isn't going to give him the time of the day and she's like the one that says no to him right and so he has to have much more sex appeal than Dane DeHaan does in this role he's got to be that classic charismatic on-screen bad boy and I'm not sure who I would cast but definitely not Dane DeHaan in this role I guess the last thing I'll say is this is that this film, as we both said, has way too much going on for the story he's trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I would try to streamline. I'd make this much more of a straightforward space adventure. But that's pretty much it. I, I didn't like the opening. I mean, the open, 
the opening where we learn about how the alpha station came to be is fine. That was interesting. But after that, we have that extended dream sequence that takes place on the planet Mule where we see the pearls going about their lives. Like that, it went on too long. It wasn't that interesting. I'd rewrite the opening to let's see Valerian. Let's open with Valerian after we get the Alpha Station backstory. Let's open with Valerian and Laureline on a mission. And they're trying to retrieve the mule converter, converter, the animal that poops out these magical pearls that give you what you desire. I really don't think there's any value in having the that whole thing where the soul of the dead alien from the destroyed planet gets transferred into Valerian. And I, I thought that was strange and we didn't need it for this story so I would do away with that whole sequence where he's dreaming and then the soul goes into him and all that um and so no need to have the aliens frolicking in their tropical paradise before it gets destroyed where I would put that backstory of mule getting destroyed is later in the film when Valerian and Laureline are trying to solve a mystery of why the radiation is infecting Alpha Station they have to um go and maybe that's when they she puts the jellyfish thing on her head and when she puts that jellyfish thing on her head that's when she sees the what happened to planet mule you could put it there and we can easily see like quickly the aliens frolicking and everything's paradise and tropical and then we see their planet being destroyed uh you don't you only need a couple minutes of that and then we're moving on through the story um, and then, oh, okay, so there's something deeper going on with Alpha Station. That's when we, they find that out. I already talked about how it wasn't well cast as Dane DeHaan. We needed a different actor in the role of the bad boy. Over time, as he and Laureline get closer, as they go through these space adventures, uh, they let's have we can have him hook up in space. That's fine, but it needs to be later in the film after there's they go through something significant together and and he grows as a person like we need to see him grow uh into a better less spaceport player dude if Laureline is gonna entertain him um your thoughts jeff well i was going to ask would you do anything to fix Laureline's character because i found that a character that is actually introduced as fairly competent so on the market planet she seems like she knows what she's doing but as we get into Alpha, they have her do some really weird and dumb things. Like, well, first she becomes just kind of the kidnap victim. Right. But also there's a sequence where uh, Valerian is in the midst of a long, like this long chase sequence. And she mistakenly reads 18 as 81 or something like that. And it was just like like the level he's on to send the ship to. Mm-hmm. And it has no impact actually on the chase. It's like it's there to make her look like she's kind of dumb or can't read a display or something. And also, when she is finally kidnapped, we have seen that the armor that these two are wearing is incredibly powerful. At one point, uh, Valerian is like running through steel walls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. She's still wearing this power armor when she's kidnapped. (laughs) And she never just activates it. Yeah, no, I I would a, it, oh. it I would definitely keep her as like that strong, sassy female space, you know, agent or whatever. I would not dumb her down, and I don't think she ever needs to be kidnapped. I would lose that whole. So, by the time they make it to Alpha, 
which would be happen much sooner in my version of the film because yes they're going to get the mole conveyor like they're basically where I start this is they're already on the mission in the exospace to get the mole converter converter so we're okay. moving quicker to get to planet alpha so by the time they're there um, and they're finding out more of the mystery they're trying to solve what's really going on with this radiation maybe they do the mission together with the jellyfish thing but we don't need her to be kidnapped and go down that whole unnecessary side quest of her being with those aliens that want to eat her brain and valerian having to find bubble the glamopod to come rescue her because uh, she's got to morph into one of those aliens to get into their special cannibal club like i would lose all of that it just trim the fat of this film but i if you i did like bubble as a character so i kept her in but what i did is they met up with her at the station um and what, why they need to rescue her. So maybe she is enslaved by Jolly the Pimp and they know about it. They find out about it through those... There's there's these three little like bird-like busybody characters that sell like intelligence yeah. information and maybe that's how they find out about it. You could they're, they're sort of funny characters. I keep them in. They what, Why they need to rescue her from Jolly the Pimp is because she can morph into one of the pearl aliens, get close to them... And find out their true intentions. Like, make it much more central to the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that would be perfect. As they, they are trying to figure out why the, what these Pearl aliens are up to and, you know, why they've kidnapped the commander. And Clive Owen's command this commander uh he's so over the top evil but I'm fine and because it's a space opera and you need that sort of over-the-top evil villain in a story like this but we don't need him to be a complex bad guy um it's a space action film that's about it uh i I think the main things for me are the relationship between laureline and valerian and um getting us to our final destination a lot faster Okay, well, I don't have anything else, or at least nothing else, other than just at this point, just going through and kind of nitpicking it. But I, I think we both came to the, pretty much the same conclusions about these characters and just the bloated nature of this story. Yeah, agreed. And if you still want to keep the relationship, and if it's earned, if they're able to, if Valerian does evolve through the film and become a better guy and less of a spaceport player, then maybe at the end we can finally get to that proposal moment like lose it through all throughout the film i wouldn't have him propose to her at all throughout the film maybe at the end after they've had their mission with the pearls and all that then maybe he proposes on a tropical beach somewhere and you're the only girl i want to travel through exospace with moment like you could have something like that but it's got to be at the very end and it has to be earned and i think that's one of the problems with this story is that the person who told it was so enamored with a very specific appreciation for this material. He couldn't get beyond that. He couldn't make these interesting characters. He didn't want to make it an interesting relationship. He just wanted to see all the stuff that he had seen in black and white on newsprint when he was a kid. He wanted to see that in bright color on screen. And he wanted the character that he always wanted to be to get the girl, have the adventure, and save the day. As a writer, I do sometimes find myself getting into that position where you know characters do in part become that author surrogate they get to do the stuff you don't do or mm-hmm. you wanted to do or they the thing you did that didn't turn out right or didn't turn out well well it works for them 
but you're writing this not for you. You're writing it for an audience. And it has to be bigger than you and what you would desire to see like your character like when especially a big budget film like this i mean this i'm sure this film had a huge budget given all the cgi and whatnot like you have to think about will your audience also find this interesting and that's what a good writer does they're able to recognize how they put themselves into their work and then detach from that and go but is this something that's going to work for the audience for the reader for the viewer and Luke Besson at least in this case I don't think was able to do that and nobody wanted to tell him well that's the thing he's the writer and director for this like right. I would have like keep him the director but hire a different screenwriter yeah they needed someone to say basically if we understand you love this material but we have to make this a story that other people are going to want to watch I don't know. I guess that they were looking at this and thinking, well, maybe this will be the next fifth element. That was very popular and successful. So, you know, that's one of these giant budgeted uh, space operas, visually, you know, impressive. Well, do it with this, see what happens. Fifth Element was a much better film than this one. I know, same director, um, but much better yeah. film. Anyway, though, so would you recommend this to anyone? No, this is a don't watch. This, I really felt like I wasted over two hours of my life watching this. Um, so, yeah, I would, it's a hard pass for me on this one. Yeah, same here. If you can go, if you want to go on YouTube and see if you can find, like, just the isolated opening sequence where you see the station being built, or I don't know, I'm certain there are some mashups people have done of, like, some of the different interesting visual effects. The Glamopod sequence with Rihanna. That's yeah. worth just going on YouTube and finding that scene where she's changing into all the characters and performing. That's fun, and it really shows Rihanna's um, skills as a performance artist. Uh, but that's about all you need. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, thanks for listening to our rewrite of Valerian. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Script Slayers. Please join us in two weeks when we rewrite The Pale Blue Eye. Script Slayers is a production of Steph and Jeff Wright's Media. Reproduction of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. All rights reserved 2023.